break 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 You're listening to Breakthrough News, and this is The Punch-Out. We're following the news all day so you don't have to, giving you everything you need to know about what's in the headlines and what should be. And yes, we are back here on The Punch-Out, 1st of August, 2022. Very happy to be back with you here on the show, and plenty for you here on the show as we always do. Today, we're going to be talking about people power in Panama. Well, four weeks in, strikers in Panama are showing the power of workers when they unite, having forced President Laurentino Cortizo into adopting several pro-worker measures that he did not want to adopt after weeks of strikes and blockades that have closed schools and massively disrupted the commerce of the country. And this also comes after just over a week of negotiations between the mass movement causing these massive disruptions and the Panamanian government. Most notably, the movement on the streets and in the workplaces has forced the government to freeze the cost of gasoline at $3.25 for the next three months. It's worth noting that this price freeze was at a level significantly lower than what the president claimed he could not go below just a few weeks ago. The protest initially kicked off several weeks ago when President Cortizo sought to introduce a package of measures allegedly designed to address a cost of living a crisis facing the working class and peasants of the country, including mass firings of public sector workers amidst the skyrocketing cost of goods as a part of the inflation crisis sweeping the globe. This led to the masses of people taking to the streets and refusing to go to work in what is essentially a general strike. The movement came together in something called a unitary table, which brought together many of the social movements and trade unions involved, and they dubbed themselves, quote, the People United for Life Alliance. And in their initial meetings, they came up with an initial list of 32 demands for the government, which included, according to the news site People's Dispatch, quote, freezing the price of fuel and basic commodities, a general increase in salaries and pensions, freezing the price of medicine and resolving the lack of supply, a greater budget for public education and health care, better working conditions in the education and healthcare sectors, repairing of schools, repairing of hospitals, roads, and other public infrastructure, measures to combat corruption, rejecting the four bilateral U.S.-Panama military bases, policies to support indigenous communities and ensure the respect for their autonomy, withdrawal of the austerity measures that have been put in place, such as the 10% reduction of the state workforce and a voluntary retirement program for public sector employees, among others. As the struggle got hotter over the various weeks, however, the coalition narrowed down those demands to eight fundamental demands that they were insisting on over all else. And those included the reduction and freezing of the price of basic commodities and the price of fuel, freezing the price of medicine and resolving the lack of supply of medicines and allocating 6% of the GDP towards the public education budget and also including reducing and freezing the price of electricity, again, measures to combat corruption, and an evaluation of the crisis of the Social Security Fund, and an establishment of a monitoring table to make sure all of these various demands are implemented. 
So obviously, one of the key demands, freezing the price of gas, has already been met. The government also will spend $200 million in fuel subsidies to help further address the issue of inflation as it concerns the cost of fuel. There's also rumors floating around that the government has agreed to spend 6% of the GDP on education. And this comes on the heels of an agreement with the government and the protesters about a week ago to reduce the cost of 72 essential goods, many of them food goods, by 30%. The government has also claimed they're going to work to empower small and medium-sized farmers and local producers in order to boost production, employment, and wages in Panama. And they're also claiming they're going to strengthen the enforcement of various price caps to crack down on price gouging in already regulated sectors. As various agreements have been made, roadblocks and some strike activity has been lifted bit by bit, and there's actually the possibility of schools reopening this week based on the potentiality for an agreement around education issues. Thousands, however, do continue to protest in the streets in addition to remaining certain blockades and strikes to keep the pressure on as negotiations continue between the protest movement and the government. Panamanian media is also reporting that many in the trucking sector fear the blockades could go back up relatively soon, given the intransigence of the government on certain crucial points. It's also the case that supporters of the government or people brought out by the government, in addition to the security forces themselves, have engaged in sometime violent clashes with the protesters. Many suspect medicines may become the next major issue of negotiations with protesters looking for both price caps on certain drugs and changes in the provision of health care. Most Panamanians get health care through a government-funded social insurance program, and protesters are demanding that they want to see improvements in that system overall without any privatizations. And both the Ministry of Health and the Social Security Fund are involved in this and also involved in the provision of pensions and other forms of social security that are also at issue here in the protests. So the overall consideration of social insurance majorly on the table here. While this story is flying under the radar in terms of mainstream media internationally, it really is fairly amazing. In just a few weeks, a mass movement of people willing to launch strikes and blockades, as well as get organized across a range of different organizations, unions, and communities, are forcing their government to address critical issues with both the immediate cost-of-living crisis, but also make significant increases in investments to critical elements of the broader social infrastructure, like healthcare and education, as well as job creation. It's a testament to one basic and important fact. The working classes and the poor of the world make the world run. And when they organize, withhold their labor, and prevent business as usual, they can compel great change. That's the punch out for today. We're with you Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. here in New York, East Coast Standard Time, 2 p.m. in Los Angeles, Pacific Standard Time, and 9 p.m. GMT. And of course, you can support everything we do here at Breakthrough News at patreon.com slash breakthrough news. It's your patronage that keeps all of our offerings here at Breakthrough News moving forward. And of course, you can check us out across all your social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at BT Newsroom. 